0: Hey, what's up guys and gals? Chris here. I wanted to do a little recording of uh, story time. Um, I know uh, if you've gone back a couple episodes, a couple of uh, shows back, we did do story time with Clint and uh, Dusty kind of uh, exposed Clint. <laughs> so Clint is not able to start doing his story time. So I just thought about doing a little story time with Chris. And I've said before, I wanted to bring this back and just uh, tell some stories. And the stories I want to tell, you know, going back and thinking about my grandfather. And this is, like I said before, dedicated to him. Everything that we're doing, everything that we come to know so far about the cowboy lifestyle and, and things like that is we were taught by my grandfather, Reedy Upshaw. And uh before he passed away, he used to always sit to the, sit to the computer. I remember Every time I go to his house, he would sit to his computer and he would be writing like he would be writing different types of stories. And he was into reading a lot, man. And he had so many books, um, especially Western um, West Western stories. Um, he was deep into that. And, you know, I've I've. Known him for always telling stories a lot, and um, I've read some of these stories that he would type out uh, briefly. Like I haven't gone through all his stories, so I'll share with you what I have. One of the stories that he has is titled "The Good Old Days of the '50s." So I'm going to do my best to do like a little uh, story time and um, just read off his uh, his writing, and I I will interpret it the best way that I can. I know because when he wrote, he wrote as he spoke and, you know, my grandfather spoke perfect, um, Apache, the Apache language. He, he spoke it perfectly. And, uh, I cannot say that, you know, I, I learned words from him because I didn't, that's something that I wish I would have learned from him, you know, before he passed on. And, you know, I think a lot about my grandfather and just the things that he taught us, he taught me and Timmy. And just, uh, one of the things that we missed, A lot we do miss is his story time his storytelling and he would sit us down on the couch and tell different stories especially when we went hunting and um yeah that's that's something I miss but from my grandfather man I miss him a lot but like I said this is dedicated to him and I hope I do do this story some justice (laughs) like I said I'm gonna do my best to read off what he wrote and um yeah, I know uh, before he wanted to do a book, write a book and you know, I'm sad that he didn't get that chance. So, with that being said, I'm going to go into this story time and like I said, the title of this story, I I think he went back and told a little bit about his uh teenage years, his childhood and what whatever. But uh yeah, like I said, the story's titled The Good Old Days of the 50s. So, here we go. Well, I'm going away, baby, and I won't be back at all. If I find me a new girl, I won't be back at all. C.C. Rider, Chuck Willis sang from the old jukebox. It was the summer of 1957, and I was a 13-year-old hanging around at the Bylas Pool Hall, standing at the doorway looking in. There were other teenagers standing around the jukebox depositing dimes and quarters to play rock and roll. For a quarter, you can play three songs from the colorful jukebox. You can hear the cue ball striking against one another as men play pool. It's hot outside but cool inside. The pool hall is dimly lighted from the old jukebox and the lights hang directly above the pool tables. Spit cans sit on the floor nearby covered with tobacco stains from near misses and you can smell the cigarette smoke, hair grease, and Noxzema cream lingering in the air along with perfume and roll-on as we bunch up at the doorway and inside around the jukebox. Some teens were dancing away to music of the rock and roll, blaring from the old jukebox to the rhythm and beats of I'm walking, short fat fanny, and a whole lot of shaking going on. Bylet's Pool Hall was the most popular place in the 1950s, a sort of an activity center. It was a focal point of our attention as teenagers, and beside the jukebox and pool tables, there was a concession stand inside selling pop, candy, and popcorn. It was a perfect hangout, and many people would come out at night just to hang out with friends, play, and listen to the jukebox. Others come to shoot pool. Some people would stand by the window outside watching what is going on inside. The lovers would sit on the steps of the old shower building nearby. It was fun just to be part of the crowd. Everybody was dressed up and ready for action. The pool hall was rocking. It was a place where we came together for fun and excitement. The pool hall was situated in the middle of the Bylas community, and there were churches nearby. About a mile down the road was our local branch of the church, the Miracle Church. In between there was a mission school. It's fun to hang around these places that night because it provided some kind of entertainment for us. We used to walk down the dirt road to the Miracle Church with our girlfriends and buddies just to check out things. And on our way back, we used to stop at the mission school, either to drink water or just to shoot the breeze. We travel back and forth between the church pool hall until closing time, the curfew hour, at 10pm. Those of us who come all the way from Black Point are reluctant to go home. We want to stick around until midnight just hanging around, roaming and walking the railroad tracks and bottom dirt road whistling and howling into the night. Back in those days, you could hear the rock and roll music everywhere you go at night. Almost everyone carried a small transistor radio or a small 454 RPM record player. Our radios were always tuned in to KOMA radio station 1520 out of Oklahoma City. It was our favorite station because it played rock and roll all night long until morning hours until it faded out saying yours truly K-O-M-A-A-A-A. Back in those days fun and excitement consumed all of our teenage lives. It was like a carnival going on every night. There were a lot of people congregated at the pool hall each night and at the churches. We used to enjoy watching the church services. Maybe it was because of the gospel music, but there was always a crowd outside the church watching from the doorway or windows. I guess it was just something to watch since we don't have a TV at home. All we have was a radio or record player. But once in a while, we get a chance to watch a picture show or dance at the pool hall. Sometimes we sit around at the mission school just talking, smoking cigarettes, discussing girls. There was always some lovers that would come by to sit on the steps and get serious, hugging and kissing, sweet talking. Sometimes you are with a girlfriend or you get into a real problem if you are full of gas or you're about to take a leak, but you just have to hold it in all night long and suffer so unnecessarily. In those days, we were so shy about the things and it was embarrassing. It was foolish. Maybe the girls also suffer the same thing. I don't know, but it was crazy. You couldn't have excused yourself for a minute. Anyhow, we used to sit on the swing or seesaw talking or listening to the radio. And if someone whistled from somewhere, you respond with the whistle too. We have a coded message to identify ourselves with in case one of us needs assistance. Back at the pool hall, when you watch the girls go by, you could smell the perfume they wear and the lotion and face powder. Many girls wear tight skirts and petticoat skirts, which is a big and round like an umbrella. And almost all the girls wear black and white saddle shoes with bobby socks pulled up to their knees. And they always carry a scarf that smells so good. Nearly all the girls had lipstick on, and dark eyebrow, and eyeshadow with curled up eyelashes. Some have curled or teased hairstyles, and some have long hair which they let hang loosely with small curls around it. With their makeup on, and all decked out, there were knockouts. We used to call them babies or chicks. The guys have crew cuts or a flat-top haircut, greased down real good and combed into a ducktail hairstyle with sideburns. Elvis Presley was so popular and everyone wanted sideburns just like his. And some of us dressed up in black baggy slacks gathered at the ankle and a white short-sleeved shirt or a black t-shirt with a thin, stripped silver belt. And spit shine black shoes, swaggering arrogantly in our walk and acting tough with a cigarette stuck between the lip. Sleeves rolled up to reveal the pachuco sign on the shoulder. And some guys wore a black pullover with their pants pulled way down below the waist. Sometimes it seems like only the strong tips of the buns were holding up their pants. In those days, many of us wore a 1 inch thick sole shoe with heel plates and a bumper, kinda of similar to what a tap dancer would wear. We you dragged your shoe over rocks at night, it would give off sparks. It was a favorite shoe because it was heavy and good for kicking when you're fighting. Sometimes along with the dress code, the gang carried a three foot chain and a switchblade knife. I favored a 10 inch knife and I always carried it to defend myself because I always got into a fight. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and pause right there. And, uh, I remember my grandfather telling me the story a lot, like back in the day, he used to be part of the, part of a gang and the gang was called, yeah, it says it right here, the black point dragons. And, uh, he gets into it a little bit here. Like I said, I, I haven't really read this story, this, um, this whole it's it's a four pager you know it's not going to be too long but you know he talks about back in the days in the 50s when he grew up grew up as a teenager and most of the stories that he did tell was back when he used to be part of a gang (laughs) and one of the things that he he used to say that he did was he would carry this knife and he would use this knife and he, he would put his finger up and just exposing like three inches of the blade and when they get into fights he would you know, slice them because, you know, his explanation for that was that he would slice them just enough, just enough to injure them, but not to cause them much. You know, <laughs> I guess cause a life threatening uh, injury. I guess, I suppose. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, that was his thinking and he would tell these stories about that. And he gets into it here a little bit and he tells his story, man. And, uh, you know, it, must have been great. And every time he told the story, it, it would always remind me of the, of the movie Grease. <laughs> and he's prob- probably part of the T-Birds. I don't know. But anyway, let's get back into the story. 1957, 58, and 59 were my favorite years as a teenager. I was a wild kid ready for action. Sometimes I ran the Black Point Dragon Gang to which I belonged to. I was a member because... I live in Black Point district of our community. Bylas was a small town, more of a village at that time with a population near 2,000. Anyway, we had gangs like any town. There was the Black Point Dragon Gang and the Navajo Point Tequila Gang. It was to protect ourselves in our community and in school. Out of respect for others, I cannot name anyone. At one point I became a leader of the Black Point Dragons, but in later years I went my own way because by that time I was with my girlfriend. I've been in and out of jail so many times that I don't remember, but I got to a point where I began to feel that jail was my second home, so it was nothing to me. It was fun and exciting to be a teenager in the summer of the 1950s, and just when the summer ends, the White River Tribal Fair comes around to top it off, but that's another story. From my childhood I was brought up with the traditional training, the Apache sunrise songs and exposed to the Holy Ground religious movements. But years later my parents chose the Christian way of life and went to church and I was caught in between. When I began to run around with a girlfriend I realized the nights were so short and it seems like it was only an hour ago you met your girlfriend and already the roosters began to crow. And the morning birds began to sing and the KOMA radio station is fading out and the stars are disappearing. And just when you plan your next move to accomplish a kiss, daylight is coming on, and you had to split. It was so unfair, but that's the way it went in those days. There was the Dominoes band at that time, and they played rock and roll music. The late Samuel Gassion was the band leader, and the members were the late Jacob Moses and Melton Dewey, and still living, Freeman Russell Jr., just to name a few. Because there were other boys that joined the band in later years, but the Dominoes played good music, and they put on dances in nearby town taverns. Sometimes they put on a dance at the pool hall on weekends. It was a special occasion for us, it was the main event. They could always draw a big crowd every time they put on a dance, I mean the band was very popular. Many people would come out to dance, young and old alike, to listen and watch the dominoes play music. The older people, the elderly would sit on chairs lined up against the wall and enjoy watching the younger generation having a good time dancing. Man, I tell you. The pool hall was jam packed with people and outside the people would bunch up at every available window to peek in. And the pool hall filled with cigarette smoke and would rock the night away. In those days we didn't do any drugs, we called marijuana a Mexican cigarette and we just concentrated on booze to get us high. It was the traditional home brew and wine that can get us in the mood to dance the summer nights away. In the 50's I had enjoyed my teenage life and had lived it to the fullest, every ounce of it, body and soul. It was the summer month that thrilled me the most. The smell of summer rains was always refreshing. And after a thunderstorm on summer nights, you could hear the frogs croaking away, making a terrible noise. It sounded like someone was in pain. During the summer days, you just lay around under the brush arbor shade, catching up on sleep while listening to KTKT out of Tucson. Thinking about what happened last night, or what your girlfriend had said, and you smile to yourself. In the afternoon, you began to get busy washing your night clothes and iron them and polished your shoes to a spit shine, and you get things ready for the night. It was the good old days of the 50s. Sometimes when I listen to the old rock and roll music of the 1950s, I can still remember the feeling and the smell of the summer rain night, the cool breeze blowing in from the distant rain on the Yellow Jacket Mountain. It brings back the good old memories of the time I was standing under a giant tamarack tree where the lightning flashed in the night and revealed my small beady eyes focused on my girlfriend's face. Just standing there holding hands when suddenly a loud thunder made her come closer to me. The feeling of a strong magnetic force pulling us closer to each other was so unbearable. Meanwhile, my poor heart began to pound faster trying to keep up with my blood pressure. The excitement was strange and overwhelming. I became helpless and had no more strength to pull away. And when I tried to say something, it only came out like baby talk. It sounded funny. But that was as far as it went. Someone came out of the house calling for her. That was 53 years ago. Today the pool hall no longer exists and only the cement floor is visible where once the famous pool hall stood so proudly. The old rock and roll music is gone and Elvis Presley is gone. The music has changed beyond recognition. Now in my twilight years and getting older, I reminisce about the good old days. Like everything else, the good old days had to come to an end, but when the rock and roll was born in the 50s, I was there to greet it as a teenager. Now I'm in my 60s and getting older gracefully. It seems like it was only yesterday when I was a teenager, gee how time goes by real fast. Tonight I got lost in the 50s, and I listened to the oldies, I can only say, play guitar, play and take me back to yesterday and uh that concludes his story man and just telling his i remember those days man when my grandfather would just listen to music listen to the old fifties and sixties rock and roll and you know he'd just lay there and sometimes and sometimes he'd have it blasting in his house when I come over and oh man it 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 take me back man I, I i miss him i miss just having the conversations with him and uh just you know learning from him and you know, like I said, just listening to his stories he told, but you know, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you were able to listen to the whole thing. And I did my best. Like I said, you know, he, when he wrote, he wrote kind of, you know, his, his broken English was, uh, prevalent in the, in the writing he he had. And it was kind of hard to interpret it. Sometimes at some points I had to change some words around, but you know, I hope you enjoyed the story he's got some other stuff that he's written and maybe I'll do this again, you know, story time with Chris and tell those stories as well. We'll see what happens and, um, we'll see how you respond to the story, but I thank you for tuning in. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for supporting what we're doing here on the cowboy coffee podcast. And we'll be back as always every Monday with a new episode. So thank you for tuning in.